Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we look at the Overwatch 2 PvP Showcase and the Developer Reddit AMA. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you've had a great week. There have been a lot of a lot of shakeups in the world of Overwatch since we last talked to y'all. Um, yeah, it's a it's not a good time to be a tank main. Um, but before we get into that, how have you been, Kevin, in the interim between episodes? Uh, I have been pretty solid. I think it was. Um, hold on, let me let me just make sure that I got the date correct on this. Um, that I put it, I did put it here. Okay, so um, I, I've been spending the past couple like couple days working on Pokemon stuff because that's something that I find uh, fun and exciting um, playing in the harder competitive leagues of Pokemon. Everyone finds Pokemon fun, Kevin. Yeah, there, there's always some, there's something for everyone when it comes to Pokemon, right? So I decided I'm going to build a competitive team and climb my way up and I made it into the top I'm, I'm in the top 7,000 players in the world. Um, so now big. it's just a matter of, yeah, it's a world, it's a world, uh, standing. So getting to max, getting to master ball puts you in like top 20,000 and then you got to climb your way to be, you know, obviously as high as you want to go. So, um, the team that I was running is, is starting to fall off pretty hard. So I'm, I'm thinking up of weirder things and trying to cook up a new team. So. Uh, there's a lot that I want to definitely take a stab at um, later down the line, but we will see how well that goes. Um, but yeah, that that climb is happening on uh, on stream. I'm trying to keep that up as much as possible. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much just Pokemon. And uh, on occasion, like other than watching the coverage for the Overwatch League, um, there's been a lot of Valorant stuff going on in Iceland as well. So that's uh, another thing to keep in mind I, I have my hand on the pulse there as well so um just a, just a lot of gaming this weekend and trying to uh catch up on everything else that's brand new um what about you matt how was your weekend how is everything going it's it's been it's been relatively a, a very busy and, and rough week uh funeral stuff happened this week so i i spent the weekend crying um and my sister's birthday is today. So like between those two things, I'm like, when am I going to have time to do work in Overwatch League? So I did all of it like last night and tonight and today. Um, I want to finish Mayhem v. Outlaws because I know it was the return. I'm pretty sure I heard it was the return of Jake Rat. So I, I definitely want to see see that play. Um, I did manage to find time to actually just sit and play Overwatch and just do a little bit of Mystery Hero. So I finally unlocked a skin. I did the Ana skin, which was fine. Like Mystery Heroes I is is fun, except when it forces me to play snipers because I can't play snipers because I can't aim. Can't aim tank main. Um, but aside from that, it's it's been good just forcing myself to stay busy and keep on top of work 
I feel like I'm in a better place with like work balance now. I'm catching up on things. So yeah. <laughs> How's work been for you? Uh, work has been on and off um, for the most part because so for people who know about my my legit job, it is uh, I wouldn't this isn't not legit, but like, you know, the one that brings in the money right now. Um, I film professors at UC Berkeley um, recently uh, because COVID is slowly opening up, you know, work sections again, a lot of people are vaccinated and we're still taking really good precautions to keep everybody safe. Um, it, it has been opening up and more and more people are funneling in, um, tomorrow we have two shoots back to back, which is the first time that I've ever had to do that. So, um, that's going to be pretty interesting, but for the most part, it's only been like one a day and the professor is usually like, uh, in and out, depending on how long their lecture is. Um, usually it goes anywhere between like two to, uh, if you're if you're doing like a full four hour course, it becomes like an eight hour ordeal. But um, yeah, we haven't had those in a while. So uh, I'm hoping that it picks up later. And then at, on top of that, like my my uh, I guess my manager, the, the person who's above me, the director, um, he told me that we're looking to expand out as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to possibly being on other campuses as well around Ooh, the Bay Area. So nice. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, and hopefully we, we get more work coming in. Um, but in the meantime, I've been working on uh, other projects as well as trying to up my stream quality. So that's what I've been uh, what I've been spending my time doing. But there's been a lot of uh, really interesting games that I've been looking at. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, one of them is called uh, Davigo. It's not out yet. It's in alpha, I believe. Uh -huh. um, but DeVigo is a VR versus PC experience. So wait, what? Yeah. It, okay. So this trailer that I saw, I was like, this is just an amazing like concept in general. But if you took, okay. Okay. So think, think attack on Titan. Okay. Think attack on Titan. The Titan is controlled by somebody in VR and the players are controlled by uh, keyboard and mouse players. Oh, oh, that's so, interesting. It it becomes this really interesting. Uh, I'll I'll link it to you in the notes, um, but yeah, it's a really interesting concept. And I was like, I have VR. I have a couple friends who have VR, and most of us come from PC. So I'm ready to completely throw trees and slap people, <laughs> uh, in VR while they try to like completely obliterate me. And I'm like, I'm I'm ready to see this. Like, oh my. This looks like so much fun. From it's either side. Yeah. Oh wow. Look at this. This is crazy. This looks like a ton of fun. It's like if you mixed Sonic plus like very early stage like Minecraft with Rayman. Yeah, it, and it's still an alpha, so the, they're still working out a lot of the kinks, but it does look like a lot of fun. And I'm like, all you have to do. Like for me to like sell this to Weebs, all you gotta do is like put an Attack on Titan mod on it, and you got oh, yeah. you got a you got a fun multiplayer, literally PvP game uh, that you have set up here. So that's one that I'm I'm really excited on, as well as you know all the new Pokemon stuff. They finally um, January twenty eighth is the official release day of 
the new Pokemon Arceus, Legends Arceus. So that's going to be pretty cool. I'm so um, excited for that game. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good step for them. And then uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes uh, have been announced for the 19th of November. So right before uh, right before that Thanksgiving Day break. So if you want to, you know, stay inside instead, that is a totally valid option. Okay, so let's get into into the news episode. So we talked about uh, the the hot tub streams last week. Um, but Twitch has, has made some changes to uh, how that operates so that, like, I guess both parties can kind of be a little bit happier about things that have happened. Uh, Kevin, you want to you want to talk about the twitchy things? Yeah. So I, I kind of live in this this space. So uh, I really like what they did. Um, I remember what a lot of us were saying, like, this is kind of it's kind of weird to have this in just chatting when. You know, pretty much the only aspect of it is, uh, like, you know, it's girls in a hot tub or, like, dudes in a hot tub just chilling and chatting. But um, they made a new category called Pools, Hot Tubs, and Beaches. So that way, when Twitch understands, like, okay, they're at the correct setting. Mm. um, And this is kind of a way to kind of lock in the kind of stuff for them so it makes it easier um and i think that it's it's interesting um but the cool thing about pools hot tubs and beaches i'm not here for you know uh the babes in bikinis uh i'm here for the marine life uh, <laughs> there there are a lot of streams uh like majority of them yes still are like hot tub you know in the hot tub streaming but like i'm i'm here watching the sea otters the uh the if if i could find one like like any any other thing that has to do with uh marine life like the seal stream like i'd be down i'd just watch those yeah ideally wild ones not not the ones in captivity because they all get sad in captivity (laughs) yeah but i i like how like the the most popular streamers now on that stuff are, are not the bikini girls they're they're the hot they're the hot fuzzy animals and just like snuggling and playing in the water and just otters are adorable yeah the the otters they have like if if japan sets up one for the capybaras i'd, I'd be 100 <laughs> watch that capybaras are big like you don't you don't really realize how big they are until you like see them at a zoo in person or in a pool yeah with some apples um yeah so Moving on, uh, May twenty fourth was the official Overwatch birthday. So, happy fifth birthday to this game! You are, you are a toddler now, as as Kevin pointed out last week. Yeah, you are a small uh, you're a small kid, and we you're you're old enough to ask to go to the bathroom now. So, uh, <laughs> we don't have to. We, we trust you not to fall in the toilet. So Kevin, favorite thing about Overwatch that you that you you felt in the past five years, and and least favorite thing about Overwatch in the past five years? I I guess the the best part is the friendship and the connections that I've made over the course of this game. Um, definitely, it without Overwatch, I would still be a very introverted like, um, I I would say antisocial almost character. Um, 
but because of this game it really broke me out it allowed me to talk about things that i feel passionate about and feel comfortable talking about it um mm-hmm. and that that is something that i am forever grateful for overwatch it like got me to talk and be more true to myself um it lost me a lot of friends along the way but it also gained me some of the best friends that i've had um over the course of just esports in general so um i think that you know with without a common bond um there was no way how i would have broken out of my shell so that's the best part about overwatch um the the worst part um i guess that i guess it's just like the way how they handled the game later down the line like we we were excited yeah. for a lot of things and then they just kind of said like here's brig and then you're like uh <laughs> and then they're like all right we'll see you in like two years <laughs> everyone identifies brig's introduction as the point when the game went downhill well it just felt like everybody i liked it personally because i was a tank main and i'm like whoa i don't have to just hold shield now i can do things and yeah, I I did some things. Uh but I did some things. But a lot of my friends were like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. And but like my team was like, we're going to cash in on this. We're going to we're going to roll people. And we did for a while. Um it was pretty interesting, but yeah, it I I liked it and then they like kind of didn't address it until later. Um and then yeah, it just felt it, it felt kind of weird, but yeah, I remember I sent uh, I sent Matt the status from uh, the SF Shock, and it was um, <laughs> I remember when Mercy's uh, Mercy's could old five people when you could be five Winston's in a Zen, uh, Brig didn't exist. Hanzo had scatter arrow. Sim could give shields. Uh, Junkrat could get hurt by his own bombs, and Reaper had little orbs like little juice boxes. And there's just some lady being like, "Okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed." <laughs> like, this is this is exactly me. I remember all these things, but it was a, uh, yeah. It I feel like it's always you know growing and growing up with this game. You kind of know that this is what we what we remember from Overwatch. Like, we wouldn't say the glory days, but it was just kind of it was it was wonky. It was bonkers mm-hmm. all the time, but. That was, it was one fun. of the most excitement was around the game because it was it was brand new. Everyone's like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like we didn't it was so janky and like busted, but we didn't even realize how busted it was until they started fixing things. Yeah, and it, it was the first time where like abilities really came into an FPS. Um and that's that's something that I found really, really fun because I came from my background in FPS is didn't come from like Counter-Strike, where a lot of people started. Um, my background came from TF2, so Team Fortress. And TF2 had a bunch of like wonky interactions where like uh, I played the pyro, so there's like an air blast function. It's kind of like the boop, but like you used to be able to juggle people uh, with that, <laughs> which is really bad for, for the game. But uh, it's also really funny when you have like four people getting corner CC'd um by just one dude with a gas mask uh it's weird but it was fun um but yeah i i liked the wonky abilities i liked everything that came into it and then when overwatch came by i was like okay it's kind of the same thing but we don't have to worry about weapon loadout or anything it's just like this is the character this is what they do uh you could kind of 
predict what's coming up ahead. Right. And I feel like that for me, like when like I, I've played FPS games since Overwatch, where you have to like consider a loadout. Like um, the only one I can think of at the moment is is like Star Wars Battlefront. Um, but I feel like the way Overwatch is it's so it's very beginner friendly to people new to fps games and and online player shooters um because back when i was i was a kid uh my mom was like no i don't want you playing online games i don't want people like stealing your your information on the internet um and so like when when i eventually was able to like show her like no you it's like it's fine like you you unless you like give people your information there's they're not going to get it um and so, like, for a while, all I was able to play was Call of Duty, but, like, Overwatch was the first, like, non-Call of Duty game that I was able to play. And, like, because of, of Overwatch, like, we have this podcast. I am now into podcasting. I play with the, the team, and I just it, it got me more into gaming and, and understanding this world and stuff. So, um it's been a crazy five years. Like, honestly, I, I bought it on a whim. I had no idea that I'd be so invested in this game. I thought I'd play it for like, cause with the call of duty games, like I played them for like a couple months and then I'd get bored and go back to playing like story games or, or games like couch co-op with my siblings or, or with friends or something. So I, I never would have expected that five years later, I would be this involved with this game. Yeah, and that's what a that's what a good game does to you. It kind of absorbs you, and uh, once you surround yourself with people who are like minded, everybody starts clicking and having fun with it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that like you know the game came out. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't wish that you know Overwatch never existed. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Oh my god, I'm looking at the. The meme, the auto meme right now, it's just. Oh, That's how meme. I feel. Like all these new kids taking over the the roster spots that I started right, and uh, I'm like, wow, these these guys, these youngins, they're fast. They they understand everything. And then I'm like, you remember when like you could you could like throw a fire strike and swing at the same time? You remember when like you could back swing twice? And they're like. Okay, okay, it's fine. I'm like, you remember when you could just be five monkeys? <laughs> They're like, I've oh, seen no, so okay. many memes about the, the the six monkey team. Yeah, like the original meta was like, was five monkeys in a zen, and then it en- ended up being, uh, like two tracers, two monkeys, and two zens. Uh, and and now we wouldn't even like picture that ever happening, uh, in a competitive game. So it's really interesting. See, all the ones I remember were like two Bastions, two Symmetras, and two Maze. Yeah, it's just the, the massive... They never touch... They never leave spawn. Yeah. They never leave spawn. Okay, so let's move on. So, Kevin, you want to talk about the return of Fusion University? Yeah, so this is a little bit of an interesting... Um, announcement coming out from the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, they're going to bring back Fusion University, or uh, everybody calls them FU. There's no other reason why not to call them FU. It's a good it's a good team. Um, but what they did is because um, Fusion currently are playing in the Asia-Pacific region, right? 
um, a lot of their players that are from either NA or EU don't really have a chance to compete or play at that level. So they said, okay, we're bringing back Fusion University to keep our talent fresh. And how they're doing that is, so Fusion University um, has Shockwave, Poco, Funny Astro, uh, Giali, Jikaru, and Boombox. And they're going to be playing in the uh, European Contenders Trials right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, the Overwatch League pros who have experience uh, moving down to this just to keep their skills fresh. And I think this is a great idea, um, just in case, because, like, at that point, you could ask anybody to be signed up uh, to a two-way and just say, like, okay, well, if we start going back to, you know, the full, the full, um, like, safety COVID uh, regulations where people could travel pretty freely um, and not have to quarantine for a week prior. Um, yeah, you could you could have games that are pretty insane like this and have a lot of really good, um, like, make sure that your talent is fresh and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to help revitalize other, other teams to do something similar? Or is this just like... Oh, good for the good for the fusion. They're they're keeping their roster um, pool wide. Um, I think that if you had members that were from other sections, it would be uh, the way to go, honestly. But at the same time, I don't think that a lot of teams would because they're in where they want to be. You know. Um, I feel like there's only a couple examples that would probably do that. I would say, um, like maybe the maybe the Paris Eternal might might do something like that. Maybe London Spitfire because they want somebody else in EU. Um, I would also say just like it it depends on the the players and the organization and where their talent is currently located. So I feel like the Fusion University this is just a smart move. Um, Keep your talent fresh. Keep them playing competitive games, and if you're ready to call them up, like whenever, whenever that happens, you can do that. Can you hear the piano playing? I hear it a tiny bit, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's move on. Okay, so. Another another thing before we get into like the really really big news, um, BlizzCon was suspended until next year. So I mean, I I felt this was a weird announcement because like we just had BlizzCon Line, right, Kevin? Yeah, it just it, happened. Yeah, but I, I'm guessing that they're considering that as like the makeup BlizzCon from last year. Um, so I, I guess originally we had planned for a uh, a BlizzCon in person this year in November. Um, those plans have since changed. Blizzard's like, yeah, we don't feel 100% safe yet to have like a bunch of people in person indoors for this event. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold off for this year. We're going to be back next year with what they're calling a, a global event, which is going to have an online show with some smaller associated in-person gatherings. So um, not a ton of details there, but we will, at least we know what, what's going to be happening like they, they they acknowledge that like yeah we haven't been as as vocal and forthcoming with information as possible we know this means that there's going to be even more time in between when 
we give you information and when we don't, but just bear with us and we'll, we'll have some information for you. Um, I, I do appreciate the fact that they are being COVID conscious and they're in a time where a lot of things that are opening up that really I don't think they should um, with the CDC in the US at least saying like, hey, um, you don't need masks anymore if you're vaxxed and we're not really going to ask you if you're vaxxed or not. I think that's that's very dangerous. So I appreciate Blizzard taking that that route. I, I still think maybe in in November they could have just done another BlizzCon, but they I guess they want to push for more in-person things and wait until they can do that. So there is that. Um, this kind of makes me a little bit worried for me because I, I'm going to see, I'm going to a concert in September. So the fact that Blizzard's like, hey, we're not ready yet. And I'm like, oh crap, does, does this mean that going to that concert's a bad idea? Yeah, it it could be that or you, you never know. Um, when it comes to COVID safety, I know that a lot of people are, uh, we, we want to just play it safer. I'd rather play it 100% more safe than uh, than risk it, you know? Um, I'm not the guy who spends an extra $5 to try to roll that specific loot box, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just just play it safe. Just just wait till next year and you can buy it on... Uh, you can buy it for a cheaper price. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it does feel kind of weird how, at least right now, you know, the CDC says you can you go around uh and and not have a mask on um but i mean at big gatherings like when i went to the warrior game on my birthday um if you weren't vaccinated you had to get a covid test um and uh-huh. it you had to have a covid test 48 hours prior to arriving and you had to show the results when you got there um and if you were vaccinated you just bring your vaccine card and you show them um but yeah, I, I remember that was very specific, and then, um, and then I was obviously I, I watch a lot of John Oliver, uh, oh, I and love John Oliver so much. He, yeah, he had one where he was just like, "Why didn't the CDC make the COVID vaccine card wallet sized?" Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Come on, come on, guys!" Like, that's a, uh, it's kind of a, kind of an L. Like, how else are we supposed to carry everything with us? Right, right. Okay, so so now we get into the uh, the real the real stuff. So the PvP showcase took place on the twentieth, and I was I was expecting maybe an hour of content. I we got almost three hours. We got two hours and forty two minutes of of the live stream, which I was not expecting. I was like in bed and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna watch this on my Switch for an hour, and then I will because I've I've been watching all the Overwatch content on my Switch, like even the League. It's 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 a really weird setup, um, but I was watching it and like it went on for three hours and then I fell asleep at one point and I woke up to, at the end and I realized I'd missed an interview because I was watching this. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't expect it to be this long. I thought they were going to put like a cap on it, you know, be like it's going to be two hours. Uh, or just just put a hard stop, you know, um, yeah. or that or you know have certain points and understand like you have to stay to schedule um but yeah it felt like it felt like it was really long and it was really long so uh for those of you guys who didn't watch it uh we'll we'll give you a nice quick uh attempt at a rundown for it but 
the the other side is like we just don't want it to be you know if you if you want to sit through two and a half hours of uh of noise you can do that (laughs) (laughs) two and a half hours of noise but yeah so the pvp showcase mainly the people giving us information were not papa jeff aaron keller game director um jeff goodman who is the director of heroes and Dion Rogers, who is one of the associate art designers. Um, and they, they stayed on throughout the three hours, popped in at certain intervals of time. Um, we also had some guests, like we had um, Mr. X. I can't remember who the other person from League was there, the other caster, but we had Super pop in. We had Cupcake, who's a, a streamer, pop in as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest... The biggest thing we have to talk about, Kevin, the thing that hurts the both of us is 5v5. Yeah. So whoever caught that in, that at um, BlizzCon, whether it was like a leaker or just someone who just replayed that over and over and over again and caught that detail, like you caught something big there. Um, but yeah, so they're taking out one of the tank roles. They're taking out, I guess, I'm guessing it'd be the off tank at this point now. Um, and they're going to rework all of the tank roles to uh, to be more brawly. Um, here are some quotes that I, I pulled from the stream from Aaron Keller. Sometimes it's just hard to track what 11 other players are doing on the battlefield. Removing two of them makes it much easier to understand everything that's going on around them and make better choices because of it. And then another thing, this this one upsets me. Tanks can be problematic. A DPS hero is simple. They're shooting but a tank has abilities that can be noisy when stacked with other tanks and can cause problems for the other teams trying to overcome and try to counter. With five players, there is a greater chance of certain people being able to carry. Sounds like a DPS player to me. I hate that (laughs) so much. Oh my God, you're a tank. It's hard for me to counter you. What the hell, Aaron? Is that really what you're going to tell us? That like, Oh, it's hard to counter tanks, so we're just going to take what... That sounds like smooth brain talk to me. And, like, it really feels like the reason why you're doing this is because you're a DPS player and you're not getting able to care. You're not able to carry games. It really sounds like he's focusing on, like, individual players carrying and is his reason for directing the game in this way. And, like, honestly, we don't know whose idea this was. If this was Aaron Keller's idea like i don't like you already it's been like you've been in this position for like what two months already and you're you're changing the game this much give me jeff back (laughs) no but um honestly the the removal of the tank role this was like yeah when i saw this quote i was like yeah no um if you can't if you cannot keep track of two tanks uh there's there's something there's something wrong there uh you, you know where they are you you know what they do um it just means you suck at the game. Yeah, like I don't think it's the tanks that are making the eye space noisy, right? Like it, it's I understand barriers, right? Like if you have like multiple, let's say if you had like the sim barrier, two sim barriers at the same time, two Arista shields that are overlapping, right? You're just like, oh, okay, I don't know what is safe and what's not, right? Like you're in like a bunch of Winston bubbles, but at the same time, like you should understand like. I can just step outside of this. I can play at a different angle. Uh, there's a lot of things that I can do, but I don't think tanks were the issue. I don't think that removing an entire tank role was the problem here. Um, it's like if 
it's noisy maybe if you've never played the game or if you're new to it but like if you've played the game for a while you're used to it by now like you can decipher where things are and like being able to read the the screen and the action is what separates better players from not so good players yeah so i i think removing this and i I don't know if that's necessarily the right answer and i i do think like this is i hate to say it but it could be a knee-jerk reaction to valorant a valorant is 5v5 but all of the characters are really dps like like they all have like they they all shoot they all aim to kill and they all have different they have different abilities yes but um they are in classes but it really does come down to like the way how people operate and play that game um it is not always like you have to play a certain role but i feel like making it 5v5 like they either have to they have to do two things uh here by removing the tank roll, right? One, they have to rework all of the off tanks, right? And we got to see what they do. Um, do they, besides like, you know, the damage and stun reduction, do you think that it's going to be enough to say like, we have enough for one tank? Or is it just going to be like, who is the most masochistic person on the team and who wants to play tank? Um, <laughs> I feel like so, it's the latter. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, who doesn't want to do damage? Who's or... the worst at aiming? Yeah, you're, you're you, here you go. Like, um, but it was like, it was that. And then I also had um, for the for the tank role, um, if you are going to do that, how are you going to make that role feel impactful without um, like knowing that you have no other specific backup? Um, it's going to be interesting. And also, you know, job security for a lot of these uh, Overwatch League players. It's going to be a bit spooky. Mm-hmm. It, it, you brought up the Valorant thing. That was, an, that was a consideration that, like, a lot of people who are supporting this change are saying it's like Valorant is 5v5. I don't know about other... Are other um, FPSs 5v5? I think Counter-Strike is also 5v5. Okay, so that's, uh, that's what a lot of people who are more storied, I guess, or have more experience playing other games are saying it's like, if you look at other games, Overwatch is the only one who's 6v6, which is why they're going to 5v5, but why would you do that? Like, 6v6 is what makes your game unique. Why are you trying to ape other games at this point? You know? Exactly. Like, Overwatch is unique for that fact, because it is, you know, NBA. It Or it is like, different it's not the specific same thing as all the other fps's by changing it to 5v5 you're saying i'm conforming to the fps like standard right mm-hmm. and what made overwatch fun was because of when 222 became a full-on roll lock it made it so that you had to appreciate the other players that were playing that role as well like there's synergy between the two tanks there's synergy between the two dps and also the two supports and the way how they operate so it felt kind of balanced in that fact where um you know it was always a two two v two v two there was always like numbers um but by changing it you're saying like 
you know, we, we want to fit in. And that's not what Overwatch was. Overwatch was always about breaking uh, the, the initial setup. A lot of people were like, FPS game, it's all about the guns. But Overwatch said, like, it wasn't always about the guns. It's always, it, the abilities are equally as important. Um, and by, you know, changing that format, it does feel weird. And also you brought up Overwatch League too. Now that changes how Overwatch League is going to be played. It changes up all like the job security, like you said, for a lot of these tank players. Like, are you, are all, are just, are we going to Thanos the the tank players? Just half of them are gone now. Like if you watch the thing, like super, I think is doing his best to try to seem okay with it. But if you look at his face, I feel like, I don't know if that's just his face, but I feel like he looks like, what the hell did you do to my game, man? Yeah, when when Super came on the stream, I was like, this is like he's he's feeling the pain. Like this is he's like, oh man, I gotta I gotta go retire now. I gotta go like I gotta start making Overwatch League connections so I can be on the <laughs> desk instead. Like yeah, everything is starting to to click in, and it it kind of sucks because like as a as a tank player, right? If you have you know tryouts we used to be able to be like okay well we can have you and you fill in um but now with one tank it kind of makes it it makes it harder to to cover that entire pool you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um if you were to have let's say if you had two tank roles or even three on a team like you just start hyper focusing on one and if your team decides to use it then you use it um it's really interesting to see. I feel like there's going to be a lot of changes moving into Overwatch 2 in order to make 5v5 a thing. And yeah, we just got to figure out what, what they're going to do. I mean, they are making some changes to make to the tank line. like, And just they have to rebalance the entire game to do this. And I feel like it just feels so weird to change it for overwatch too like when you built up overwatch around the 6v6 thing and like change can be good i don't know if this is a good one like do, do you think that if if this goes horribly wrong if the community just absolutely hates it do you think there's any chance they change it back um for me i don't know if they can get away with that like <laughs> I think they committed hard enough to this and they have to they have to go in like I I was reading this thing like I don't know if it was a joke or not but it's still kind of shaking me a bit which was one of the reasons why Jeff uh decided to up and go was because he couldn't sign off on 6v6 or sign off on 5v5 and he was so passionate about 6v6 still being a thing um so I don't know if that was obviously specifically the reason, but it does feel like it is, it's going to be a different game uh, for sure. And us as up and coming, like, or even returning players, it's going to take us a while to get used to whatever they decide to do for Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really wondering where this idea came from. Like who, who suggested it, why they suggested it. Were they just like a sad DPS player who couldn't get any value? Um, and like, was there, was there no pushback from anyone on the team? It's like, no, we like this the way it is. And like, honestly, I, I don't personally see myself enjoying the game as much with only myself as the tank. Cause like 
your thankless job gets even more thankless because like if you if you die and everyone die like can't push because of you it's like they're gonna yell at you even more for being a, a, a bad tank you know it just makes it so much harder yeah and i i know how that feels like even as like even if you're a main tank you feel that like right now um you you die early your entire team is like yelling at you being like why'd you feed come on bro like mm-hmm. just just stay back right and if you do that again in overwatch right in in overwatch 2 there's even more pressure on you like i don't think that they understand like the tank role has so much like applied pressure um because one without you they can't push and two, now that there's only one of you, you can't, you don't have a backup option. So, like, even if you were, like, right now to play double tank or something like that, you at least still have a fighting chance against their tanks because you have your off mm-hmm. to kind of supplement. But, yeah, it, it's starting to, starting to feel a little, feel a little weird, for sure. Yeah. And, and just his, his point about, like, oh, it's, it's, they make it, it's hard to, play because their abilities are so strong like that's the point of the tank is to disrupt to make space you're literally saying they're too good at doing their job so we're gonna stop them so the goal is to remove them and then like make them stupid busted like is that what's (laughs) that what's gonna happen when we get to overwatch 2 like we're gonna have we have a reinhardt who has spikes on his shoulders has two charges we know that he has two fire strikes already like the the next thing would be like oh he has shatter on a cooldown that freezes you in place like that's like the only other thing that i could possibly see like mm-hmm. they would have to make every character in overwatch 2 busted um for the tank role because if you eventually get to a point where they're just like oh okay we'll just collapse on the tank uh just not give him any space and kill that immediately then yeah, it starts getting it starts getting difficult. It becomes like how fast can your can your players move? How can you how can you escape? And uh, so on and so forth. So I don't think the tank role was always the problem, and I don't see it as the problem uh, that five v five is going to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the game just it, it's going to take some time to balance. Like that's the nature of any competitive game. Like with patches. And changes like that, everybody's gonna find something that they don't like about the game, right? Whether it's you know brig or uh, having random things happen, uh, random weird interactions uh, in game. It's just a matter of balancing and fixing that. So um, I don't think changing it to a five v five changes anything about the uh, the competitive scene and the way how we see competitiveness in Overwatch. So there are a bunch of other changes. It wasn't just the. Uh the 5v5 thing that they talked about in the PV, uh, the PvP showcase. So tanks did get some changes. They're going to have to rebalance, obviously, the tanks and pretty much a lot of the game in general to accommodate this change. Um, tanks are going to be a lot more brawly. They're, they're pushing for a more brawly game style with these tanks. So I, I feel like this is going to change a lot of strategies entirely because like you're not going to have as much passive gameplay i feel um they're removing a lot of cc abilities like may's not going to be able to freeze uh, freeze people anymore 
Um, I forget exactly what her changes were, but they're not going to freeze in place unless you use her her blizzard. Um, McCree, they're looking at removing his stun ability with the flashbang. So just to make tanks' lives a lot easier, um, they're making changes to like, like Zarya has now two bubbles on the same cooldown, so you can bubble yourself twice. Reinhardt has the charge. Um, his charge is a lot more steerable and you can cancel it, plus two fire strikes. Um, Winston has a new ability where he can like charge up his shot and shoot at distance. So they're trying to balance it as best they can. Um, just as someone who's like never been personally threatened by a wrecking ball or a Winston, like I, I don't see taking out another, the, the other tank helping their case at all. Like they're, they're very useful, but I feel like those tanks have to be useful in combination with somebody else. So unless you really, really beef them up, like, having a solo dive tank i don't see how that's going to work yeah it it's going to be really interesting to see how teams play around the new one tank rule um i i can't see like if winston is going to be used that way like your whole team has to be dive it's going to be like lucio zen or even lucio ana with tracer and genji um i just feel like it's it's really interesting like I don't know who signed off on this, but um, I, I want my job back, please. Some other things that they had are um, they're changing the UI, especially for here uh, for healer heroes or support heroes, to make it easier to keep track of like your abilities, what teammates are affected, what enemies are effective. Um, like I I really like what they did with the Zenyatta. They put who has um, what orb up front and center, so you can see who you're. Um, Harmony orbed, who or who's been Discord orbed. So, a lot of big changes in, um, I guess, quality of play. Um, they showed us some of the new maps. They showed us play on New York City, on Rio, on Monte Carlo, on Toronto, and on Rome. Um, we got to see what push mode looks like for the first time. Um, they confirmed that they're removing, they're essentially removing 2CP. I don't know whether or not that means we're not going to get any 2CP maps anymore, but they they said that they're not going to be developing any more 2CP maps. Uh, but that that well, we didn't. I didn't like 2CP. I feel like that was the one of the only real different modes in the game because now that we have push mode and we're taking out 2CP, all the modes are pretty much just different versions of escort when you think about it like hybrid you get one capture point then escort escort of course is escort and now push mode is just escort but you can move to the other side yeah it, i think as much as we all hated tcp i think it was a necessary variation um they are probably thinking of new game modes but like at this point it looks, just looks like the same game but like you're escorting things differently yeah, it, it does feel like it's escort a ton of times. Uh, there's literally like three different escort modes. So with the removal of 2CP, there has to be something else that they need to add in order to not only have, you know, uh, the regular capture points be the only ones where you have to hold um, hold down and stuff. So I feel like it's going to be really interesting uh, to see what the Overwatch team has to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and... The UI changes, I feel like, is really important as 
Um, I have a lot of people who have majored or graduated in UX UI. So it's really important. Like so it's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but um, having UI uh, either a change or a way how viewers and players can get the information as quickly as possible. Um, it, it's really helpful. So I think that even a lot of people, like when you see it at first, you're like, oh, this is you know, different. It's weird. But like, I feel like after a little bit of time, you'll get used to it and you'll be like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I know why they did this. Yeah. One thing that I, I am really excited for is the, the new maps and the art style and the design. Cause with fewer tanks, what they're doing to compensate is more emphasis on cover. So they put a lot of more objects to make it more cover shooter style. So looking at like New York City and looking at Rio, like I'm, and especially Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo looks really fun, but it they look so much more detailed and unique. And there's, there's more routes and more like objects to play around. So I'm excited to see how, how those play. Um, I've like just looking at them in comparison, I feel like the maps on, overwatch one are just kind of very plain <laughs> yeah it we we just have to figure out how they're going to spice things up and we have a lot of time so um it, it's going to be going to be really interesting so overall kevin with af- looking at this pvp showcase how do you feel about the 5v5 change overall do you think there's any good that can come out of it and also, like, how are you feeling about, like, the showcase overall? Like, I, I really enjoyed the showcase more than I thought I would. I feel like they gave us a lot of things to look forward to. But at the same time, I think 5v5 is an absolutely stupid move. I, I feel like there, there's mixed things going on here. Like, number one, I liked, I, I liked the information that they gave us. I liked, you know, the PvP showcase as a concept. Um, they should do this more often. Uh, but at the same time, like to it, I don't have two and a half hours, bro. Like, yeah, give me the super cut, give me the meme cut. Uh, that might be easier for me to just take all it in, like take it all in, right? Um, and five v five, I feel like there's two main things that come to mind here. Number one is, um, obviously, like me as a tank player, I I like playing off tank. I like playing main tank. I like how they're different in roles, but if they're going to do something interesting with the tank role, they better make it fun. I don't want to be there to only hold up a shield and only barely do damage, okay? Like, I want to be able to feel impactful as a tank. That is one thing. I feel like the other other part of a 5v5 is to appeal to the mass uh, FPS community um, a little bit more, and I feel like that's just not a move that Overwatch would ever do. Um, and with this finally being the announcement i'm like okay they're just trying to conform they're not they're not doing their own thing which you know if if football for example were just like okay yeah we're going to 5v5 you'd be like okay why right like why would you change yeah. the format of something that has pretty much worked for for a long time and made it really fun or it's like and soccer said you could use hands now yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you you can you can use only your fingers if you touch it with your palm it's it's now uh it, it's now wrong. Um so it's really interesting to to switch up literally the format of the game. And I feel like you know, it it is one player less, but that is one player 
that you don't have anymore on your team. Um, and it's going to take a while for everybody to get used to it, but I feel like that's what's going to give us some time to figure out everything. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. I feel like Overwatch should have stayed 6v6. Um, it is something that a lot of players are comfortable with. And now this just shows like, hey, we want to fit in when uh, Overwatch was always about breaking down what was original, you know? Now, are we being too critical just because we're tank mains? Possibly. Uh, I, I can see that. But um, at the same time, I feel like it, it's always a balancing act when it comes to these kinds of games. You have to, um, you have to figure out, you know, every, every iteration, like, you can make the tank super weak. Like, you, you saw what happens when, we, when they butchered my boy uh, Sigma, right? <laughs> Like he 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 never saw anything, uh, because you know like Ryan Zarya was still good and full on dive and rush comps were still good, and then the second that they're like okay yeah no more Ryan and they're like okay you see the, a lot of teams running Arissa, like Sigma now just because they have an extra shield it it helps them out so, um yeah what it, like what are you gonna do with Arissa and Sigma like if you take that away are you gonna just balance them out to live on their own or what's going on i i, I really want to see what they do to roadhog to make him main tanky yeah is that going to be the thing that's going to happen or are we going to uh are we going to throw him to you know play dps he lose like imagine if roadhog comes back into overwatch 2 he loses like 300 pounds but he still has like the same abilities right he's just like faster it, that that's what I see happening potentially. Or if they just make him like super super thick, and like he just now inhales like for seventy five percent of his HP or something like that, that that'd be busted. But mm -hmm. it it's something that is a potential thing that they can do. Which map do you think that you're the most excited for? Um, I I come from a uh, from an art history background, so I like the concept of Rome. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's really cool that they're trying to not only incorporate uh, like futuristic aspects into it, but also like rebuild things that have been destroyed in our, our world. So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, New York city. It, it's going to be like New York. I haven't been there, but I feel like um, it, it's just a nice call out. So um We'll we'll see we'll see how the rest of the maps look once we actually get our feet on on the maps and figure out how everything works and operates. But I do feel like it's it's interesting. I'm really looking forward to playing New York, the one that, um, and also just trying any any push mode map. I think should be interesting. But I think the like there's a part on the Monte Carlo map where they talked about like the the uphill snaky thing that like. This is going to be so hard for people to play. Like this is going to be very unique in Overwatch. We haven't really done an uphill this steep before, so I'm interested in seeing how how teams are going to get around that and what it's going to be like, especially as a tank trying to push up that hill from the low ground. Yeah, and without, I mean, we we saw both we saw Diva being used on that map as well, just to like take it away quick. There's still a lot that that you have to keep in mind when it comes to traversing area. And I saw that they were saying like, we want multiple ways to attack a certain 
piece of the high ground and make it difficult, but at the same time, it can just end up being like stupid hard, and then just nobody wants to play on that map. So this wasn't the only bit of information that we got from the developers. There was that Reddit AMA that I believe happened on the 24th. Um, so on the on the day of the anniversary. Um, but we did get a lot of information there. I, I looked through them. Um, and here are some ones that I, I personally saw that were interesting. Um, Kevin, stop me at any time. So there are changes to Bastion that are being worked on and that are coming. Um, one thing that they want to do is they want to change Bastion's sentry weapon so that it has a little bit more range. Um, another thing that they're looking to do is reworking Bastion's turret form. Uh, one of the, the changes that they're thinking about doing is reducing the amount of damage that he does, but giving him like a very, very slow bit of mobility so that like he can move around very slowly and reposition himself when he's in that turret mode, but his damage is going to be severely decreased to make up for that. Hmm. That that's kind of an interesting like philosophy. Like we knew Bastion to just like sit in place and and you know gun down people. Um and that that's kind of his niche. And by taking that away, it's it feels like you're kind of messing with the identity of Bastion. Um mm -hmm. but I mean if they're gonna say like he can move but he can't shoot, uh and it takes more time to like set up again i'm like that's just the same thing like you might, <laughs> yeah. might as well just let him be um i understand like the sentry mode like trying to make him more useful in sentry mode um because that's the time when bastion is most exposed mm -hmm. um but at the same time that's like the only time that bastion is exposed like if you if he never moves it's it's uh gonna be pretty easy to to just start taking kills you know yeah and like I think that will reduce people's reliance on just sticking in turret mode the entire time. Like, if you can actually get some work done on sentry mode, then maybe we'll see more changes to Bastion playstyle. Um, we already talked about it, but, like, there's going to be less, uh, less emphasis on crowd control. They're going to change the CC so that it's less effective, if there is any at all. I know we talked about May not being able to freeze, they're looking at reducing or removing McCree's stun ability. Um, Doomfist is one of those characters where they said they're really going to have to figure out how to, to balance things around him because he's got such movement so that um, one of the only ways to control him really is either pump damage into him or use crowd control. Uh, Lucio's got the, the boop ability, but according to the developers, that's such a central part to his kit that they're most likely going to leave that in. Um, tanks are still going to have a lot more crowd control ability. Like, I think for Wrecking Ball, they said they're not really going to change how much he's able to boop because um, otherwise it would it would remove a lot of what makes the tanks special. And considering that they're going to have to make tanks stronger, then it wouldn't make sense to remove that crowd control ability. Um, yeah, the, the CC change, I feel like, is important we want you know the tanks to be less affected because um if you've ever seen uh I, I remember i think it was super stream where he got like he got hooked slept shield bashed hooked again uh flash banged slept and it's just like bro let me let me play the game i understand that but 
at the same time, like some DPS heroes really relied on their kit and being able to stun. Like, how hard is it going to be able to hit Tracer now without a potential flashbang from McCree, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, you, you literally have to flick to that every time, um, which is going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but that is what they, they want to try to push. So um, I understand like tanks being less affected. I feel like that's that's nice for for the tanks. But at the same time, like there's a lot of characters who relied on their their ability to CC, um, not only to make plays, but also to save themselves. So mm-hmm. we'll see how like Anna's sleep dart is probably one of the big ones that I think of. Like if you get dove, you got to be able to you got to stop that from happening for a second. You have to really think about how that's going to change if anything. Another change that's coming in is that this is very vague, but someone asked about the ability to use the workshop for more things like making a custom map or like putting in like a turrets mode in in a map and and being able to use workshops for more than just what we are now. Um, one of the developers said that new workshop things are coming, but something close along the lines of like custom, customizable maps and modes. So uh, hopefully Overwatch 2 is going to have a more robust creator community because like some of the best things in Overwatch, I think when you're just looking to noodle around are things on the workshop. Like we had kill to grow. There's been zombies mode. There's been infection mode. So things like that, I think are a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like that's really helpful. Um, allowing players to be creative and also, um, you know, help game developers really figure out how, you know, Overwatch works and what they can apply to it. That would be, that'd be great. Uh, just keep that up and uh, we'll see what kind of modes we could come up with later down the line. Yeah. Um, mentioned it already, but there are no more plans to uh, build any more 2CP modes. They're not going to rework the current 2CP maps into non-CP modes because according to the developers, that's at sometimes that's going to be more work than just starting from scratch and doing something new. Um, they mentioned in the past that they were going to take Paris and Horizon off of rotation and rework them to be better modes because nobody liked playing them. At this point, considering that we're no longer going to be like having any updates to 2CP. Those modes kind of have been put on ice for now. So possibly never going to see them in comp again. I'm fine with that. I didn't like Paris or Lunar as much. Yeah. Um, but if they rework them, I'm fine with that as well, too. Like they put a lot into these 2CP maps and. Um, I understand if they want to change the way how either it lays out or if they want to change, you know, the the formatting of it. it it's totally doable. Like, I can see, I can see like Temple of Anubis being reworked into a, a CP map in general. Um, just build it on three levels and let it fly like that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with some of these old two CP maps, um, and if we see some in rotation or. Uh, even if they like pocket it and say like there's no 2CP maps coming into Overwatch 2 but we'll re-release the old maps into different modes that'd be nice Mm -hmm. 
Uh, then the, the funniest question that I saw, someone was asking, um, so is, is McCree white and just very tan or is he mixed race? And the response was, McCree is white and just very tan. I mean, he's a gunslinger. He's in the sun all the time. Uh, he says howdy. Um, that's kind of a dead giveaway. Um, so, yeah, I, re- I really think that, uh, yeah, at least at least we got that answered. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's still a lot that we can uh, we can go over, you know. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of there are a lot of questions that either were put into later or were ignored. Like a lot of the ones were like, how are you going to balance it for for Smurfs who ruin things for us? And that's that was one of the ones that the questions that I had, but again, was not really answered. They didn't have an answer for that. People were asking about like how balancing is going to happen with the off tanks. And people were very curious about that. There weren't a lot of answers on there. So people were like, oh, there was a mixed response from the community about the the lack of response to that. Like it's still in development. Um, maybe the question was put in late or maybe we just haven't seen the response, but um yeah, I mean, at, at the very least, they answered some of the questions and gave us some more information. So at this point, I feel like with the dev team, it's take what you can get. Yeah, uh, it's fine if we don't have answers immediately. It's just, you know, as long as they keep updating us, I'd be I'd be fine with that. Anyway, that was a lot of information to dump. Uh, is there anything else we have news wise, Kevin? Um, I, I don't think there's anything else news wise there's just a lot of um you know there's a lot of games that are announcing um their release uh, another game that i'm looking forward to is uh neo the world ends with you um that's coming out in the in the summer so there there's going to be a lot to look out for and uh we'll, we'll see how it goes all right guys thank you for tuning into this week's news section we will be back at you next week with more news and more gameplay stuff so tune in as always and thanks guys adios next week we continue our june joust coverage and bring you more gaming and overwatch news thanks for listening to this week's episode If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.